On today's Smart 7, Rishi says he's stopping the small boats, Prince Harry's due in court and lots more. It's Tuesday the 6th of June, it's World Pest Day and happy birthday, Carol Baskin. The Smart 7. It's news, but not for news. Monday saw Prime Minister Rishi Sunak helicoptering down to Dover for a small boat update. His Stop the Boats bill and one of his regular catchphrases went to the House of Lords for further consideration on Monday. He says he and Bestie Suella Bravman, the woman who won't be fired, are starting to see real results from their channel crackdown. Our plan is starting to work. Now, Some said this problem was insoluble or just a fact of 21st century life. But in the five months since I launched the plan, crossings are now down 20% compared to last year. Labour's shadow Home Secretary Yvette Cooper says there's no sign of any real headway despite all of the high-profile Tory manoeuvring. There's just a massive gap between the Conservatives' rhetoric and the reality. The backlog, the asylum backlog that Rishi Sunak promised to clear has got worse and worse to a record high. And Labour leader Sakir Starmer, who was visiting the delayed nuclear project at Hinkley Point, says there's just no sign of any progress, just repeated announcements of policies that aren't working. There's no real plan, whether it's small boats or nuclear from the government, and that dither and delay is holding our country back. The government's continuing with its plan to take its own COVID inquiry to court. The judicial review is expected to take place around the end of June, and it's arisen because of the inquiry's requirement for documents and WhatsApp messaging from the pandemic era to be submitted as evidence. The government says it doesn't want to submit what it calls clearly and unambiguously irrelevant material. That presumably includes the much-discussed WhatsApp messages from former PM Boris Johnson, but former advisor to the world's most enthusiastic jogger Alex Crowley says his ex-boss is being used as a scapegoat. Cabinet Office uh, tried a very unwise move. It's clear that officials do not want to allow the inquiry full access to all this documentation, which includes correspondence from officials, not just politicians. So what they've tried to do is they've tried to pin the blame on Boris. Lord Bethel, who is the Minister for NHS Test and Trace at the height of the pandemic, says there's nothing to see in his WhatsApps. Apparently, he was mainly getting drink orders from former boss Matt Hancock. Most of the WhatsApp messages are about coffee and who needs to have what kind of coffee for what kind of meeting. You see, most of this is about frothy material, not about meaningful decision-making. There was plenty of action on Monday between Ukraine and Russia, as Ukraine's Deputy Defence Minister confirmed that Ukrainian forces are readying for the long-awaited spring offensive. And there were evacuations in the Ukraine-controlled part of Kherson early on Tuesday morning, where the Novokokova Dam was blown up by Russian forces. Former US Special Representative for Ukraine, Kurt Volker, says even if Ukraine doesn't fully recapture all its territory, NATO should still proceed with membership. If there's an agreement that there's a ceasefire, there is occupied territory, they don't recognize it's being seized, but they're not taking it back militarily either, only seeking peaceful reintegration, then you could extend Article 5 to the territory that is not occupied. Sky News delivered an exclusive report that Iran is in fact supplying weapons to Russia, and former head of the British Army's Chemical Defence Unit, Hamish de Breton Gordon, says that just highlights the pressure on Russia's supply lines. It's very clear that the Russians are very short of ammunition, and they're having to rely on people like the Iranians to provide them with this ammunition. What does strike me about the report, it looks so the Iranians might well be ripping off the Russians. These seem to be incredibly expensive for what they are. 
Prince Harry missed his court appearance on Monday. He was due to testify in person in the case he's taking against the Daily Mirror over phone hacking. However, he didn't want to miss his daughter's second birthday, so was delayed and is now expected to appear and testify on Tuesday. His case involves 207 articles written over a 20-year period, and he alleges that the Mirror Group used unlawful methods to breach his privacy. He also spoke to Anderson Cooper on 60 Minutes over the weekend, telling of his childhood belief that his mother had disappeared and would return, and how he blames Queen Camilla for a lot of his bad press. How was she dangerous? Because of the need for her to rehabilitate her image. That made her dangerous because of the connections that she was forging within the British press. And there was open willingness on both sides to trade of information. And with a family built on hierarchy, and with her on the way to being Queen Consort, there was going to be people or bodies left in the street because of that. Still to come on the Smart 7, Holly's back on this morning and Chris Hemsworth fires up his guns. Right after this. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back. The Men's Ashes kick off next Friday with England hosting Australia at Edgebaston on June the 16th for the first test. But with 10 days to go, England's Jack Leach has been ruled out with a lumbar fracture, throwing preparations into chaos. Former Australian captain Steve Smith says he'll be missed. I think it's a, it's a real shame. You know, he's, he's done really well for England the last, you know, 12, 18 months in particular. And it's, yeah, I think it's going to be some big shoes for them to fill. But, um, yeah, obviously feel for him. He obviously wants to be involved in the big series and Asher series. So, yeah, hopefully he recovers well. Monday saw the return of Holly Willoughby to this morning as the show staggers on despite the ongoing tabloid obsession with former host Philip Schofield. Things are so intense, this morning editor Martin Frizzell was doorstepped by the media on Monday morning and he had some cryptic commentary for the waiting reporters. Tell you what's toxic, I've always found toxic, is aubergine. Do you like aubergine? I guess he's been getting a lot of emoji texts from Phil. Anyway, 10am rolled around and Holly appeared with a very tense opening message and another apology just for you. You, me, and all of us at this morning gave our love and support to someone who was not telling the truth, who acted in a way that they themselves felt that they had to resign from ITV and step down from a career that they loved. That is a lot to process. Extraction was the most watched original film in Netflix history when it launched in 2020, with almost 100 million viewers in its first four weeks. Now, that was in the lockdown era, and the insane non-stop action was probably quite soothing when you couldn't even leave your home. But Chris Hemsworth's back for a sequel, despite having had multiple life-threatening injuries in the first movie, and is joined by Idris Elba. This time they're off to Georgia, and written and produced by the Russo brothers, it promises to be every bit as action-packed. Extraction 2 drops on Netflix on June the 16th. You are a legend. I have to say, mate, you're living up to the hype. Rick. That's such a fun name to say. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes, we'll give you the world. 